0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The lights are out. The game is over. And
2: we're ready to break it down. It's
3: time for Warriors Wrap-Up on
2: 95.7.
3: The game. That's right. It is time for Warriors wrap up here at Oracle from the Crown Royal Club after the Golden State Warriors absolutely dismantle the San Antonio Spurs. And Warriors wrap up is presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Towns and Matt Diamonds, Daryl the Guru Johnson. The final one thirteen to ninety two. And guys, I'm just going to say this. And we did a little bit of this on on Facebook Live before we were coming on tonight. This, to me, looked like a fight that we hyped up. We've seen a lot of these fights where we, we try and build up the matchup. And then once we start seeing the fight, you realize one fighter has no chance against the other fighter. And that's what I saw tonight. The Golden State Warriors were superior to San Antonio. San Antonio doesn't look athletic. They look old. I know we have three games left. Uh, at least three games left, but right now, this was one where the Golden State
4: Warriors just went out and took it to the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, Tony you know, I'm not saying I predicted everything accurately, but there was nothing really surprising that I saw in this game with the exception of Iguodala getting the start kind of out of out of nowhere. But on the one hand, you're right. I don't see how the Spurs can beat the Warriors in a four-game series. On the other hand... I've been around long enough to know that game one doesn't necessarily tell an entire story of what's going to happen in a, in a playoff series. But if you close your eyes and try to imagine how the, how the Spurs win this series, it's hard to imagine. I I don't really know. I don't think they can score enough. I don't think they're athletic
5: enough. And they just don't have the talent the Warriors do, period. 113-92 is not indicative of what we just watched. This was a shellacking this is why I predicted four games a sweep, and from the from the jump, the Warriors' defense suffocated uh, what's left of the San Antonio Spurs' offense. I mean, who out there for the Spurs can create their own shot? The Warriors put it down, and Stoney, Townie, I believe, they sent a message: uh, they're not playing. And about that move, we talked so much. Oh, it's Quinn Cook. He's starting. He's starting. And for Coach Kerr to just. Go to Andre Iguodala. I loved every minute of it and save the rookie from being put in a, a big spot to where he could get overwhelmed. The number
3: is 888 That's 888 Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. So if you're leaving the arena, you're still in the parking lot having a few, on your way home, or you didn't come to the game and you're just listening here on 95.7, we want to hear from you. 888 And I look at that move – where we talk about, and it was, it was some as we after we got done with the show, we got word about Andre Iguodala starting, and then I started thinking about Iguodala starting, and I went, well, you know what? Normally, and we started watching the game, and Guru, I'll sit next to you, and I said, if they had an athletic defender, I would challenge him. As he's bringing the ball up the floor, especially by half court, but they don't have any athletes. So you can get away with this move. We could call it a good move, but you get away with this move because who are they going to challenge? Patty Mills is not a great athlete. Dante Murray is a, is, is a long defender, but he's not a superior athlete. If they, they had a superior athlete to contest Andre Iguodala, because let's face it, early there was some sloppy play by the Warriors
5: passing the ball around. But the Spurs couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah. Well,
4: the Warriors a lot of times don't really need a traditional point guard. They just need somebody who can bring the ball up the court and make that first pass. And it was Iguodala tonight, at least at the start of the game. But, Townie, if they get into trouble with pressure and all of a sudden Iguodala can't bring it up or he struggles to bring it up, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of the Warriors is Durant could, in theory, bring it up. Draymond Green could, in theory, bring it up. Klay Thompson's initiated the offense uh, every once in a while. So the notion of starting Iguodala, that was the one thing that caught me a little bit by surprise simply because he's been starting Quinn Cook the whole end of the regular season. And it seemed like it was a a low-stakes type of series so that you could start Quinn Cook in game 1. If he showed that he didn't have it, well you still got plenty of games and plenty of series left, but I guess what we saw tonight with Steve Kerr is he's uh he's in his playoff coaching mentality where he's going to play Iguodala because Iguodala is one of his top 5 players and I mean the guy who was obviously the odd man out tonight was was Nick Young and uh, Zaza Pachulia. I mean he just he Young was garbage time, Pachulia was not playing at all, so uh, I think Steve Kerr's already started to pare things down, even though it was just game one of the postseason.
3: The Golden State Warriors are now 13-1 and in the first in first round games since 2014-2015 season, and we talked about the last 10 teams that have won the NBA title have opened up their first round with a win. Yes, it's just one, but you want to get out to a good start. And really for the Golden State Warriors, and we want to hear from you at triple eight nine five seven ninety-five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety-five seventy. Do you just feel better? I you know I some people were in panic mode, some people weren't, but no one was feeling great the way the season ended. Your last seventeen, you go seventeen and ten. It's just watching the
5: team kind of get back to who they are, just kind of give you a little... A little sigh of relief. Yeah, because you saw I was panicking early. I thought it was going to be, you know, Warrior players standing around watching the great Kevin Durant. And you look at the field goal attempts, nobody had more than 17 shots. So you got to commend Kevin Durant for involving the rest of the guys. But I think it had a lot to do with the opponent and the Warriors again. I give them a 10, a perfect score in regard to going out and smashing an inferior opponent offensively.
4: I think if there was a key to this game, and it's tough to say there was one key when you win by 20 points, but I thought JaVale McGee really set a tone. Defensively, he can do—he can take one thing away from LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, the reason he's a darn good player is because he can face up and make an 18-footer, and then he can post up and still score some points down low. Well, when JaVale McGee was in the game, his back-to-the-basket game was – ineffectual he he couldn't score in the low post on JaVale McGee now he got a couple on face-up jumpers but if you can take one of those two things away from LaMarcus LaMarcus Aldridge uh, I think you're off to a good start already because he's their number one scorer and if you take half his offensive game away like McGee uh, did during those short stretches then you really give yourself a big advantage and look LaMarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol are not athletic. Mm. They're not athletic players. They're skilled, but they're not athletic. And I've seen the Warriors do this for years now to big men who are either past their prime or who don't have enough skill. Uh, They don't hurt the Warriors. And I'm not talking so much about Aldridge. I'm talking about Paul Gasol, I don't know if he can play in this series. I mean, he's just he just looks like he's a glacier out there. Uh, he can finish inside when he gets spoon-fed, but I don't know that Paul Gasol is going to be able to be a positive for the San Antonio Spurs in this series. Well,
3: Daryl and I watched the game together, and we were looking at it, and you are like, watching him move up and down the floor or <sighs> really not watching him really be able to move all that much, It's just they have quite a few players that are so long in the tooth. You guys talked about it in the pre-pre-show about how, you know, with the Warriors and some of their veteran players, and you start looking at the bench, you know, Steiny, you're looking at a lot of uh, mid-30s guys out there, and you start to wonder how much do some of these guys have left in their careers. And if I looked at one guy and I went, wow, uh, Gasol did not move well at all.
4: No, Gasol wasn't good. Tony Parker wasn't good. Ginobili was okay. You know what you're going to get from Ginobili—that's for sure. The other thing is, I think we saw uh, Greg Popovich play Rudy Gay probably more than he wants to.
5: Started the second half,
4: but he's got to play Rudy Gay because Rudy Gay scores a little bit, and they don't have enough scores. I mean, they just don't have enough scores. If you if you look at The games the Warriors have played against the Spurs, what have they scored? 92. They scored 92 today. They scored 89. They scored 100. I
5: mean, they they can't score enough against the Warriors. It's really that simple. And if I would have told you coming in from three, the Spurs would have shot 41% to the Warriors 45%, I would have said, oh, no, we got a ball game. But that's not where the game was won. To me, you look at the rebounding. I mean, the Spurs had 30 rebounds to the Warriors' 51, and to me that's because athletically the bigs for San Antonio, it takes a year for them to jump in regard to Aldridge and Gasol, and the Warriors just were like crickets. And never one time in this game did I think San Antonio, even though they started fast the second half, they have a chance to win this ball game. The Warriors crushed them on the boards. 888-957-9570.
3: That's 888-957-9570. Yeah, fifty one to thirty. No question about that. And I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge. We talked about. Oh, this year was a different year for him. And how good was he this year? When he averaged twenty three point one. I mean, he came out today with fourteen. Uh, Forbes had fourteen. Rudy Gay off the bench was 15 points. He was your leading scorer. As we talked about in the pregame, your number one scorer is Aldridge. Your second best is Rudy Gay. That just doesn't add up to enough to take down the
4: Golden State Warriors. No, they're going to have trouble finding scoring in this series. And one way you can score when you're not a good offensive team is to pound the offensive glass. They had three offensive rebounds, the Spurs, tonight. Zero second chance points. Mm. Now you think about that for a second. Not one time did the Spurs miss, get their own rebound, and follow it up. Not one time. You can't win like that. You can't win like that, especially when you're you're shooting 40% and you get no offensive rebounds. I like the other team in that situation.
5: And I know we talked about Kawhi Leonard. I'll put him to rest. Let's just say he doesn't come back because it looks that way. But, Steiny, what can Popovich do? Nothing. There's what nothing can he, he can do, do by Monday and twi- nothing. There, There's Nothing. This is over. And that's why I was so passionate about this being a four-game sweep. Well, I, I
4: don't know that it's going to be a sweep. It, the, the, the Spurs are very good at home. They won like 32 or 33 games at home. There aren't really a lot of adjustments to be made. They're just going to have to try to win a game at home when they get when they get home, but you're right. I don't see uh, I don't see a lot changing in this series. I see the Spurs getting more competitive down in San Antonio. That's about it. I mean I, I don't think it's going to be quite as easy as tonight was in terms of the rest of the series, but I don't think it's going to be a nail biter either. You just
3: you just got to think that this is all going to be about what effort you're going to get from the Golden State Warriors night in and night out. And it's something that we've been dealing with all season long. Tonight, you got a fantastic, at least, effort from Golden State. If you get the effort, Daryl, I I just don't see how... As long as they... And and talk about San Antonio, they stink on the road, they're really good at home. But if the Warriors give you the effort
5: in the next three games, I just... Yeah, put the babies, put the kids to sleep. It's over. And Stony makes a good point about you know the Warriors being on the road. But when it's not about the opponent and their skill set, and it's just about the Warriors, you you know hanging in there, uh, playing in that building. This thing's done because that's all they, to me, really got to look forward to because nobody on, in a Spurs uniform scares them.
3: Yeah, 888 Want to hear from you, Warrior fans? That's 888 A little sense of relief, just a little okay. That, that That's my basketball team. That looks more like my basketball team. Want to hear from you, 888-957-9570. A- and, Matt, yeah, that's the thing. It's like this is where you want to see when we heard so much about Meaningless games, and that was the thing for me in the in the pregame was, okay, now we're talking about meaningful games, kind of getting the edge back, kind of getting that, kind of getting that uh, eye of the tiger that we're we I want to see them get back to, especially in a series like this, get back to going. You know what? We're better than them. We're going to come out. We're going to manhandle them. We're going to come out. Let me just say it flat out. We're going to come out and kick their ass. I want to see that for the next three games because you are superior to them.
4: I think we'll see it on Monday. I think it's harder to do when you're up 2-0 just because human nature is is built to kind of let down a little bit. Plus, what we always see is when a team goes up 2-0 and assuming the Warriors go 2-0, game three's always a dogfight. It just always is because it's almost the last gasp of the of the team that's down 2-0. So I, I do expect things to get more competitive in San Antonio, but I also think that over the course of the game, the Warriors uh, will basically establish themselves as a better team, and I don't, I don't see the Spurs being able to keep, keep up with it for four quarters.
3: It is always odd basketball this early because we're so <laughs> used to it being seven thirty. As we still have some fans here at the uh, Crown Royal Cup. Crown Royal Club. Always fun to watch people a few beers. People are drinking early. Here we are now. It's only 3.14 in the <laughs> afternoon. They're walking out here spilling. It's just so, you know, normally we're, we're doing this show and it's like 11 o'clock at night. It's just so interesting to do it at 3 o'clock. Alright, the number is 888-957-9570. It's time to hear from you, the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Gene in Oakland lead us off here on Warriors Wrap
6: up hey fellas thanks nice for taking my call again so i want to say something about the brilliant coaching but first of all Steiny, it sounds like you're finally becoming a javel believer <laughs> Anyways, uh, for one game uh, one game yeah one game <laughs> hey you played played an all-star and you got a standing O. that's pretty good <laughs>
4: no he was Anyways, very good tonight uh, obviously
6: yeah yeah okay so you know i I really love the way uh Kerr coached this game. My my main concern going in was was how uh you know throwing Quinn Cook into the fire in the beginning was going to work. I really wanted them to start uh, uh Iguodala and and fortunately they did. I think that made a big difference. I think I know that uh Kerr said that he did that for defensive reasons, but I think he also did it to kind of ease the young fellow into the game because you could see his shot was off. He's going to need a little time. He's still a little off-struck, uh, but in time, I think he'll he'll be fine. Uh, but I, once again, I just that starting lineup, I think, really did the trick.
4: Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt about it that there are a couple signs in this game. Uh, one is that Nick Young ain't going to play unless it's garbage time. At least unless the Warriors get into some kind of trouble where he. He thinks he can go to him and, and ch- kind of change the complexion of a game. The other thing is he's not going to be afraid to sit Zaza for a whole game. And you know the thing about McGee's game tonight, as good as it was, uh, we may have to get used to maybe not seeing McGee at all in a game that Kerr thinks Pachulia is better uh, suited. Now I don't I don't know if that's going to happen, but clearly, uh, clearly, Kerr saw that he had an advantage when McGee was in the game, and it's probably because. San Antonio's bigs aren't that athletic. So, Pachulian might not play a lot in this, ga- in this series. And Nick Young, I mean, to me, that's a sign. Uh, Nick Young's been coming in in the second quarter of every game all season long. Every game, he's given Nick Young a chance. Uh, tonight, he didn't put Nick, in, Nick Young in until till, uh, the game was over. So, I think that, that's something to read into also.
5: Jordan Bell was part of that group, too, that didn't get off the bench until... Things were kind of out of hand. But you think about the Pelicans, they just rolled in here last Saturday. McGee, you would think, would get some playing time against a big like Anthony Davis. We didn't see him. And Coach Kerr, he's playing chess, not checkers. The fact that he started Iguadala and all the wannabe coaches, me included, knew it would be Quinn Cook, um, I think that set the tone. And it gave Andre just the keys to the ride to, to, to bring that intensity. And they suffocated San Antonio to me in the first quarter. Well,
3: JaVale McKee had a season high fifteen points, four boards, two block shots. And you look at something that I guess you could say we don't see a whole heck of a lot. The Warriors dominating the points in the paint. Yeah. yeah Thirty-four to twenty-two. I mean, well, that's something that you wouldn't think about usually with a Warrior team up against the Spurs. You'd think about the Warriors being able to completely outshoot them from the three-point line to where San Antonio made nine out of twenty-two. Golden State made Ten out of twenty-two. Really, the difference and what made this game a blowout was the points in the paint.
4: Yeah, and and the efficiency of both teams. I mean, you look at Clay; he's eleven for thirteen. He's five for six from three. I mean, that's that's a big time game. Durant, exceptionally efficient, uh, nine for seventeen for twenty-four. Um, sometimes you don't have to look too far into it. Warriors shoot fifty-four. Spurs shoot 40, Spurs don't rebound, Spurs don't win the turnover game by enough. Blowout. It, it just added up to, to an easy Warrior win, and they, they were never really challenged in this game.
3: Triple eight nine five seven. Khaled leaving Oracle, who looked like an absolute banana today in his <laughs> Warrior outfit. He joins us here on 95.7.
2: I love looking like a banana. I told you it was more like light, bright, my friend. It was more light, bright <laughs> is what I was going for. <laughs> man, this is all I want to say. If you went and hunting in that food. outfit, I guarantee you'd never be shot. Oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would have to go hiding in the, in the Amazon jungle near the banana trees and just climb up there. No one would find me. No one would find me, Chris. No one. So this is, what, this is the point I want to make, man. I got ripped on the air and I got ripped on Facebook when I was putting stuff up when I kept saying I was 0% worried about what was going to happen in the playoffs because I wouldn't become worried until I saw what I saw at the end of the season in the playoffs. They were playing for nothing. They had been playing for nothing for a while. And the one thing that stood out is Kerr wasn't coaching at all during that time period. If you look at Kerr today – he was up on that sideline. He was up there coaching. and He sent the message when you saw the starting lineup put out there with Iguodala running the point. They did not care about what was going on. They were trying to avoid any further injuries or disasters going into the playoffs because when you got all four of your big, your big four out at one period of time, the only game that San Antonio has beat us this year was when our big three were out of the game. We, were, uh, we, were, we would have swept the series during the regular season had we even had two of those guys in that game. So all the panic, all the unrest, they weren't trying at all once they saw that they were locked into that second seed. And, you know, while I know people say, well, that's unfair to the fans, I'd rather see them not try for 10, 15, 17 games and then get the effort that we got today and through the rest of the playoffs because these guys understand what's most important. It's these 16 wins that you get after the regular season. So I loved what I saw today. I love the fact that people are beginning to eat crow because everybody that was out there talking about it, that they can't flip a switch, saw that switch get flipped today. So I appreciate well, it,
4: guys. Guy, right, Khaled, I'll let you hang up. Can, you can listen to my answer while Straighten you're driving. Them out, and you, you know I love you, Khaled. Um, they flipped the switch in game one against an inferior opponent on their home floor. All right, this is game one. I'm not saying the Spurs are going to win the series. I don't even know if they're going to be able to challenge the Warriors. But if the Warriors had beaten a quality opponent, uh playoff opponent tonight, I wouldn't say, well, they just flipped a switch because who knows what's going to happen in the next 15 games or the next 15 games they have to win. Uh, it's a great sign. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But the playoffs are, are almost two months long, and – Okay, they flipped the switch on. Well, now it's got to stay on. It's got to stay on for months. You better have have a lot of wattage in that bulb is what I'm trying to say, Townie.
3: I just – I don't – I understand where Khaled's coming from. I just don't like it. I mean, because
4: to me – No, you hate it.
3: Yeah, I hate it. I I just – because to me, that's – if you're telling me – I mean, basic – because I don't agree – I know where what he's coming from from a fan standpoint, but we're we, we're all professionals, and if you're telling me you're coming into a professional game where you're getting paid, and you're just you're just not you're not going after it, I mean that's just that's a lack of professionalism, and I don't think any player in that Warriors locker room wants to be called unprofessional. I never go into a broadcast going, that's ah, just another." I mean, I come to do my job, and. Steve Kerr got caught in that. Let's be honest. When Steve Kerr came on after that game and really laid into him, Kevin Durant didn't like it. said, what do you mean we weren't giving effort? What do you mean we don't care? We care. You, you start saying people don't care, you start taking a shot at people's professionalism.
4: Yeah, but Tony using the comparison to you, I mean, yes, you're going to do your show, but that doesn't – and you, you might even mean well, but that doesn't mean sometimes you won't have a good show – Even though you wanted it to be a good show, you know what I mean? Yeah, you come to work and you're ready to go, but sometimes it's just not there. Sometimes you don't have it, even if you have the best intentions.
3: And and, and that's where, first of all, I've never had a bad show, But but, but reality is yes, not every show is as good, but I go in trying to have a great show. And it's th- called professionalism. I don't and think- I understand that these are human beings, and you're not always going to have your best effort. But too many times on our airwaves, I hear people say they didn't care. They yeah, didn't I don't, try. I don't agree with that. I, I, that to me is so ridiculous. That's what pisses me off. Well, that to me is, if And, and there's not a player in there. Can you, imagine going in, can you imagine going into one of these guys going, hey, you really don't care? Do you know how disrespectful that would be to these guys? No
4: doubt about it. And, He's and a that's, too, that's too, hard of a, it's too harsh of an assessment. It's way, way more nuanced than that. It's hard to be wound up over a game in the regular season that doesn't have any implications. Doesn't mean they don't care. It just means it's harder to care as much as you normally do. That's the way I look yeah, at it. Tonight like we care. saw a
5: team that cared. We saw a team that cared, and I think it's unfair. Like Khaled, there's probably a lot more of him. The Warriors owned it. They balled out today, and we have to be in the moment. And I think it's unfair for anybody to bring up the end of the season because today the bell was rung, and they answered it. Yeah, these guys
3: are – all these guys, San Antonio Spurs, everybody else, even the bad teams, you're not dealing with robots, you're dealing with human beings. And these humans came out and got it done today, 113-92 to 92, to take a one nothing lead. And Klay Thompson did something pretty special. Only one other Warrior's done. We'll talk about that and take your phone calls at 888-957-9570 right here on the Warriors postgame show, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game.
7: Just wanted to put our best defensive lineup on the floor from the beginning. I think uh, the whole point of these games here early in this
5: series is to reestablish our defense. I think you guys know over the last uh, month or so, our defense has been uh, subpar. So can't win in this league in the playoffs unless you defend, and they defended tonight. You're listening to Warriors wrap Up on
3: 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap up here from Oracle, the Crown Royal Club. Of course, brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. You heard Steve Kerr there talking about defense. And the Spurs, their starters finished with 33 points. Tied for the lowest total this season. Wow. And I, I think defense helped, but... They weren't very good. They had a lot of open looks.
4: I, I don't know what to tell you other than uh, that this is going to be difficult, uh, a difficult road to hoe for the Spurs. The one, the one thing is they tried to switch everything, which sometimes when Durant would be matched up against Danny Green. And there would also be times maybe where Durant would, in isolation against patty mills and on the one hand it's easy to say how can you do that how how dumb can popovich be but that's part of a don nelson strategy to encourage a matchup that you kind of want now you might say well why does why would durant why would popovich want durant to play against a smaller guy well so maybe he holds the ball a little longer. So maybe the Warriors get into a little more isolation. So now all of a sudden Kevin Durant is becoming more aggressive than he normally would. And sometimes a team will go out of their way to uh, to go after a matchup, but it's really away from what they do well. And I'll, and that's what that was one of Don Nelson's old tricks. he put a small player on a bigger player who he didn't think was was a great offensive player in the hope that, now obviously Durant's a great offensive player, but we saw it with Draymond Green too. You guard, put, guard Pat, put Patty Mills on Draymond Green and try to trick the Warriors into going to Draymond Green and making him a scorer. And okay, so Draymond Green scores a lot, but that's different than the Warriors are usually going about skinning the cat. Again, it's something Popovich tried. It didn't necessarily work. There are no magic answers. There's, there's, no, there's no way Popovich can coach to assure that his team's going to win the game. I mean, he's not all powerful. He just doesn't have enough, he doesn't have enough talent.
5: And today, I, something we hadn't brought up is the refs let these guys play. There was 20 free throws between both teams, and the Spurs just looked like they couldn't handle the physical aspect of the game that the Warriors brought to them. Because I was sitting next to you, Tony, and I go, that's a foul. In the regular season, that's a foul. Not today. They got eight uh, – the Spurs had eight free throw attempts, and the Warriors had 12. So, to me, that tells me they're letting them play and they let it play out and anytime you shoot 34 percent from the field you deserve to lose and about the regular season if you follow the spurs they slipped up more than a few times so this is not just you you know one example of them having a bad night i just think they're they're desolate when it comes to having guys being able to create their own shots donnie
4: well the question is what without Kawhi leonard or with Kawhi leonard playing nine games this team won 47 games. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. This is a 47-win team without Kawhi Leonard. Well, you know what? The Warriors were their 60-plus win team tonight. And so we saw what we figured we would see if we got the effort that the Warriors said they were going to give. And if the Warriors play hard in this series and are dotting their I's and crossing their T's, The only question left, then, is whether the Spurs win zero games or one game.
3: Let's go to Jim and Martinez. Good afternoon, Jim. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, guys.
8: Just came from the game. I can hardly talk. I've been yelling. My hands hurt. I'm clapping. You can turn a switch on. It's called defense, and I saw that today, and it was awesome. And if you think back, everybody was all panicking, and I was all, you know, but they've been playing teams that needed to win, and – You can be turned down a little, but as a team, if everybody's turned down a little with their intensity, it adds up when you're against people that need it. But think back a week or two. What was the last game that meant anything, really? Oklahoma City. And the Warriors went in there and destroyed those guys.
4: No, they did. They won by four points. They won by four points.
8: But you know what? They dominated that game, man. They dominated that game with the injuries they've had. They were they were head and shoulders better. Russell was running around. He's gonna, you know, he could score fifty points. They were never gonna win that game. They almost pulled it out in the end, but the Warriors were in control and they were playing defense. You have you have too many guys that can play defense on everybody on that team. But today, when they rolled out that lineup, I, I was wondering who was gonna play center, and they rolled out a team, and I'm going, wow, this is awesome. And then Clay, you know. You know Clay never takes the night off. Look at that guy, man. You just you gotta love it. You gotta love it. It was awesome.
3: Yeah, Clay Thompson is the first Warriors player with 25 plus points while shooting at least 80% from the field in a playoff game since Mitch Richmond did it in game three of the
5: 1989 first round. He's a marksman, he is a marksman. And again, the shot distribution 17 from Durant. I thought we were going to see 20 to 25 to 30, and they spread it around. And Clay was on fire. By the way, Coach Kerr was brought to you by Faria. Check out Faria.com
3: and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free to sellers. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. As we'll take your phone calls right here on Warriors Wrap Up. Let's go to. whoa, really? Wow. I'm ready to rock these collars. We want to get to break? We're going to break? All right, we'll get to one more. Let's go to Jim and Martinez. Go ahead, Jim. You're on 95.7. Uh, let's go to Owen. Owen on 880.
1: Hi. Um, McGee was amazing in the beginning. Uh, Clay Thompson, 27 points. It was amazing. Um,
4: uh, Owen, couple. how old are you, buddy? 11. Nice. I like young basketball uh, fans. Building the future of the brand. Owen, oh, let me ask you this. Because the Warriors struggled late in the season, were you worried about how they were going to play coming into the postseason?
1: They flipped the switch in the playoffs. <laughs> I, I was a little worried, even though they didn't even have playoffs, or they didn't have Curry. Right. Um. He's hurt. He'll be coming back in about a week. They will, I think they'll switch. Sweep the f-
4: first, by the look how they did today. All right. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, You Owen. and Guru. 11 and Guru. years old. Well, starting. Yeah. Owen well. and Guru calling sweet. We actually got to see
3: Steph Curry today. We can talk about that, and we're also going to hear from Clay Thompson as the Warriors take game one against the San Antonio Spurs, 113-92 right here on 95.7 The Game. Of course, Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on
2: 95.7 The Game.
3: Warriors take a one nothing lead here at Oracle with a 113-92 victory. And we want to hear from you, the fans, at 888-957-9570 as the emotion was back at Oracle. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. Let's go to DJ in San Mateo. Good afternoon, DJ.
1: Good afternoon,
8: Hey, so I've been calling this. I said they were going to win five and then run the table, and now I'm thinking they might just sweep because of all the talk, that they weren't focused. I knew that they were going to come in and try to show the world that they're still the champs. And since all the injuries happened, our bench got sharp. You know, they got sharp and ready. So we're ready for all these teams. I think we're going to run the table and, and, and hey, do what we did last year, but even better.
4: Like DJ, so DJ, you're looking at 16-0?
8: That's what I'm
4: looking at. All right, I'll tell you what. Why don't you stay on the line. I'll give you my cell phone number, and we put a little <laughs> wager on that.
1: All right.
5: The old Joe Montana, <laughs> 16 and oh. Uh,
1: that's
3: how you feel after a big win like today, right?
5: You I got that, that good old feeling. Did, did you see this coming? I didn't. I thought it would be a close game, maybe a half third. You said it was going to be quarter. a blowout yeah. before the game, but, but when it took place, this blowout started the first eight minutes of the ball game. To me, this happened right away. I thought we'd get to but half that's a blowout. Yep, that's right. what a blowout is. I just I thought it would happen at the third quarter, uh, early fourth. San Antonio, man, you look at this team. I don't know where they're going, but Stoney, I can tell you, the Nuggets got to feel sick that they watched the Spurs put up this effort, and they're at home watching the playoffs. Yeah, up. I'm kind of with – I think I'm kind of with Guru. Well,
4: it's because you guys don't realize that it is only one game. Oh, well, no, I got to analyze
3: happen? this game. <laughs> I can't right, analyze but, but the next right, three. But
4: you guys are already talking sweep, no chance. I just I, – they look feeble. Yeah, they look terrible. I remember when the Boston Celtics beat the Los Angeles Lakers 148-114 in Game 1 of the NBA Finals. They ended up losing that Magic
3: Johnson and Kareem and Worthy ain't walking through that door. they stunk in Game 1. Well, let me tell you, this team is old. And this effort tonight, I mean, this is... I I mean, I I get it. And we may be talking about a Game 5 or maybe a Game 6, whatever. I can only analyze this game. And you've had a little time off and a little time to prepare and a little time to think about this thing. And, uh... Well, and and the tough thing, too, for San Antonio is these guys, there's a lot of great champions on this team, and they're older, and they're one guy who's their guy, their go-to guy to help all these champions. As we said, where's Waldo? Where's Kawhi?
5: We don't even know what state he's in. And and we got to remember – Popovich almost had to talk and convince Leonard to stay in San Antonio because he was so soft. And he is who he is, a great player. He's a great finesse player. And in this series against Golden State, it was going to take a Herculean effort by uh, Aldridge. And he's just not that guy. I'm not disappointed that's too strong. But going up against Draymond Green, he wilted. And as he wilted, the Spurs did. They had nothing. And it it's pretty sad to see the state that they're in. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but they're not going anywhere but home. Three more games left. Twelve quarters left for the Spurs. Man, we're talking Rudy Gay, for God's sake! Good Lord. He He's one of the better this. players right now. What does that say, though? I mean. I'm I'll, just
4: saying, Rudy Gay is one <laughs> of the few guys on that team that can score against the Warriors.
3: I mean, great veteran coming off the bench, but, you know. Let's go to Zach in Oakland. Zach, welcome to
2: 95.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, so I wanted to ask, am I not seeing something? Why is Javel McGee not the prohibitive starting center of the Warriors? I don't really get his deficiencies. For some reason, Steve Kerr, going back to last year, I feel like every time he's in the system, every time he's in the lineup, he's always been our best center. He's catching lives, He's defending. What is it about – JaVale McGee or Steve Kerr
4: does not want to hand over to reins. Can I just get you guys' opinion on that? Um, I'll, I'll give you my opinion. Go ahead, Stodd. I'm waiting. I mean, McGee is, is more high-risk, high-reward than any of the other centers. Uh, as good as McGee can play at times, there are other centers that Zaza Pachulia is better at defending. I also think – I don't think there's any doubt that this asthma thing McGee has – prevents him from playing more than mm. 18 minutes a game. I mean, I the, I think that's a big part of it. He knows he can only play McGee nine minutes a half. Um, so it's just a matter of whether he's going to start McGee or whether he's not going to start McGee. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think over the second half of the season, it really hasn't been close. McGee's really, uh, he's been better than Zaza Pachulia. But the reason that, You know what? The reason that Kerr's not crazy about JaVale McGee is the same reason that every coach who's ever coached JaVale McGee never was crazy about him. And that's because he's not consistent. He can sometimes make mistakes on the defensive end. Uh, When he's not good, he's really not good. With all that said, he was terrific today. He was terrific. And if you could get that JaVale McGee out of him his whole career – he would have been a starting center in the NBA for the last 10 years.
5: And I'm the biggest McGee supporter. Steiny. you are correct. But there are games and centers that have a low base, a big butt, and they give McGee problems. So there'll be a game like today, a center like uh, Aldridge who can't jump over a newspaper, no athleticism. When JaVale smells that, th- that's when you get the best JaVale McGee. But then when you get a center of, you know, the same height but more weight, then you see the deficiency in JaVale's game defensively to where, you know, guys back him down, use the pump fake. And today we didn't see that. And I do like JaVale McGee, and I do think Stiney, the reason he didn't get that contract, he looked for uh, this past summer was his asthma and the fact that he can't give you 25 to 30 minutes of that that hybrid type center that we see hey he got off to a very good start start and
3: and it's one of the reasons why when you look at the when you look at the box score and you see golden state 34 san antonio 22 points in the paint
5: that's javel mcgee how many games him him just knocked the ball out of just blocked Aldridge a couple times, yeah. but you saw Spur point guards like can't go in there. You know, it's off limits. I
3: know. It was I'm a- happy for the kid. I am too. And, you know, he's we've debated it. I mean, Gene, Gene is it Gene in Oakland, who's been calling us calling us for the past couple of years yeah. about uh singing the praises as he called in today about JaVale McGee and he and Steine have gone back and forth, but Listen, this guy's now an NBA champion. He's going for his second championship, and he got a chance to start, and he came out and and had a season high in points in 15. Can't ask for anything
5: more. And the, I guess the question is, can he put two back-to-back games together against the Spur team? And I'm looking at the Spur roster. Nothing's going to change by Monday night. He should be able to uh, continue this momentum that he has. I think
4: this is a series where he's going to play a fair amount. Uh, like I said, because his athleticism gives Gasol trouble and it gives LaMarcus Aldridge trouble. Next series, assuming the Warriors advance, we'll see whether they play the Pelicans or the Portland Trailblazers will probably dictate how much playing time each of those guys gets in that series. Uh, but there's absolutely no doubt that JaVale McGee set the tone today. He absolutely set the tone. He was very, very good. He didn't allow Lamarcus Aldridge to get off to a good start, uh, which I think is important when you're dealing with him. And he was engaged. I mean, he was active. So anytime you get that kind of JaVale McGee, you got to take it and run with it.
5: Are you shocked? No,
4: I'm not. I mean, they asked JaVale McGee to do a few things and to please try to do them well. And tonight he did that. He stayed down on LaMarcus Aldridge in the low post. Aldridge hit a couple face-up 18-footers against him. But you know what? you got to give something up against Aldridge. I mean, he's, he is a great player. Aldridge is a great player. And the reason he's a great player is because he can score in the post and he can score facing up. And JaVale McGee didn't let him score in the low post. So he's still able to go out and get you 10, 14, 15 points from the, from the field. Uh But I'm not surprised that McGee can do this. He's done this at various points over his career. He's just never been able to put games, weeks, months together where he's been consistent.
3: Let's go to Lee in Santa Clara. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security.
1: Hey, thanks, Tony. I love the effort on the defensive end. Wasn't crazy about the 15 turnovers. so I'd still like to see that cleaned up. But Tony, you're a well-known. Come
4: on, player. Lee.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of picky about the yeah. turnovers. But as long as you acknowledge
5: numbers.
1: it, <laughs> yeah, that's been one of the two defects I think of this team. But I got a really good stat for you guys. I think you're going to like this one. The Spurs are the only team since the Minneapolis Lakers in the 1950s to make the playoffs with only one guy on the roster averaging over 12 points a game. So to me, the takeaway here is the Spurs just have no offensive firepower at all. I mean, they, they just – Why they Leonard didn't call.
4: average 12 a game in his nine games?
1: Well, we're not counting that. You have
4: to have a – Oh, we're not counting that. All right, you know me. I'm very so. literal. I'm very literal, Lee.
3: Well, if you're literal, I think it was only nine games.
4: That's what I said. Oh, I thought he okay. I thought he said 12 so games. Sorry. I, I oh, maybe, no, he said 12 points. But I got you, Lee. Yeah, say some, say everybody who qualified to be among the league leaders in scoring.
1: Exactly, yeah. I know, I'm, so, I'm being was, a
4: goof, sorry.
1: That's okay. I, I wouldn't make a whole lot of assumptions, even if the Warriors sweep, because, you know, the Spurs are just outmanned. But I like the effort today, finally, uh, you know, after this embarrassment of the last month or so. So, uh, you know, hopefully they wrap this thing up in about four or five, and let's see what happens in the second round. Great
3: Great stat, Lee. Yeah, with an asterisk,
4: <laughs> with an asterisk, give them. You know, we got We got to We got to give Guru. Uh, we got to uh, give Guru a scouting report because we know a lot of these callers because they're regular. Yes, I see. Uh, that, is, uh, Lee, that is correct. <laughs> Guru Guru Lee is. Uh, how would I describe him? He's very thorough. He's got some good facts at his fingertips, and he's. Uh, He's got basketball knowledge. I'll definitely give Lee that for sure. He brings
3: what
5: we like to call on this show nuggy nugs. Yeah, he
4: brings nuggets, yes.
5: And he did allude to something that uh, maybe I need to say here real quick. The fact that they have – the Spurs don't have that much firepower, this may be Popovich's best job coaching because they were having trouble getting the ball just into the post. I've never, hadn't seen that from a Spur team in a long time.
3: John Dickinson will be showing up. He is here from the locker room. We'll find out what they had to say after this game. One win, one thirteen to ninety two. Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game.
0: What went wrong for you guys tonight?
5: Uh, what went wrong for us?
0: Yeah, this afternoon.
7: Sorry, I lost my... They played better than we did.
0: You're
3: listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Good talk. Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) It is Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Warriors win game one, 113-92. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson here at the Crown Royal Club. And we're joined by the man that had that talk with Greg Popovich. Uh, always fun. Uh, you never know what you're getting with him after the game, John Dickinson. Oh,
0: Pop's one of my all-time favorites. You're going to uh, – There's no question.
4: You're you meeting him for a glass of wine oh, after the yeah, show? Yeah, in the
0: city, maybe a little dinner. Nice. Uh, I think he's actually – he might call off practice tomorrow. We <laughs> might, sure, sure might. <laughs> play golf with, you know, the way this series started off today. I think he might call off practice. We might have lunch, <laughs> maybe yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow with Pop. But, yeah, I mean, he just – you know he start he comes in and he he's in there before a lot of the media or even in the room and I was one of the people getting set up early that was in there so I knew somebody was going to have to ask him a question otherwise what he did last year in the conference finals literally for both games in this building was he would he would sit down there and if nobody asked a question within the first let's say 15 or 20 seconds he'd be like all right you guys good And he bounced. He literally, like, got up and walked out. And then all of the San Antonio beat writers and reporters would start to come in, and there would be nobody in the room because no players or Steve Kerr wasn't there yet. And they'd be like, where's Pop? And the couple of us that were in the room would say, well, he he already (laughs) came and gone. Uh, And so it was kind of a similar exchange last year. Uh, with Greg Popovich, where you know I was one of the few guys in the room, so you got to ask him something just to keep him there. Right. And the most basic question you can ask when your team gets it handed to him is, what went wrong? And I knew he was going to – I mean, I knew it was going to be that kind of an answer. Of course. Uh, because I've dealt with him for over a decade. I mean, going back to even my days in Sacramento, I used to cover the visiting locker room, and, and he, was a, he was a gem even then. <laughs> Last
3: year – Where's you, Kawhi? I was with you. I walked in with you last year, and I'll never forget. It's all an act. It's all crap. What you see is an act. He went He's after a
5: personality, he, Downey. Yeah,
3: he went after it last year with Ray Ratto, and he made Ratto look bad, and everybody was a snickered. And then as he walked out... And I went around the corner. He had his arm around rattle, and they're laughing together. I'm like, this whole thing, when he gets up there and he degrades media people, he then, once the cameras are off, is buddies with these guys. So the, it's, it's all just an act.
4: Yeah, I do like the act.
3: No, I agree. I'd rather,
4: I'd rather he be that way, really. You know what I mean? To be real? Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's not wrestling.
3: Well, I mean, it's it really – and my old partner, Rick Bucher, when he used to do the sidelines for ESPN, and, and Pop would do that to him. And I remember Rick saying to me that once I talked about, it, he goes, Pop, everybody thinks you can't stand me. Well, that's his act. He tries to play that curmudgeon and smart-ass, whatever you want to call it, with the media guys, but up behind closed doors, he has a friendship with a lot of these guys.
5: Yeah, his team put on an act today, in that of one a of a playoff look. team. Bad yeah. luck. They are not a playoff team. So what did you learn, J.D., other than uh, they didn't they didn't
3: play well today?
0: Well, I think Steve Kerr gets a lot of credit for something that, you know, I almost threw it out there when we were on NBA this week, this morning. Like, what if Quinn Cook isn't the starter? Because we had pretty much talked about it like it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, about a week for, or
4: so ago. Yeah, yeah,
0: for about a month or so that, well, they've got Quinn Cook. They're just going to have him be the starter. And Steve Kerr relaying that, Andre Iguodala was going to be the starter and and that he wanted to ensure more than relaxing Quinn Cook by giving him an opportunity to play off the bench, he wanted to ensure that the Warriors started the game with the best possible defensive lineup they could have, both starting the game and starting the playoffs, and he did that by starting JaVale McGee, who was flying around everywhere in the first couple of minutes of the game, and by starting Iguodala, who's a calming presence and a great defender, and there was just length all over the place, and the Spurs, for the most part, are an unathletic bunch in addition to a a group that, that doesn't knock down shots consistently even when they are open, and McGee bothered LaMarcus Aldridge, and the offense ignited, or the defense ignited the offense, and before you knew it, the Warriors had set a tone. They were able to carry for 48 minutes.
5: Do you think the Quinn Cook move, the Iggy move, caught the Spurs off guard? Greg Popovich said he was expecting
0: it, or it wasn't a surprise to him, is the way that he put it. However, I asked Manager Ginobili if it was a surprise, and he said yes, it was a surprise, mm. but it really didn't make that much of a difference in, in Manu Ginobili's mind.
4: Did you see that Mount Ginobili said, in order for us to beat the Warriors here, we have to play better than we even think we can? <laughs> wow. That's I honesty. Mean, it is. It's total honesty. Now, I do expect things to be different in San Antonio. And who knows what's going to happen in Game 2. I was. These guys are... I predicted the sweep. Yeah, these guys, guys are, are all in the, already. Well, I you know, had
0: Warriors kids? in two, so no, you might I, be
4: asking. I, right I, guy. I know, but I know, but you did say two. <laughs> but JT. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I love that. What the war? All I'm saying uh, is, I don't think the Warriors are going to win three more games by 20 points each. No, but and I, I know the funny line would be like, I know they're going to win by 30, but this will tighten up a little bit in San Antonio.
0: No, I think it will, but the one thing that I did put out there during the game, and I do think it's it's a, something to keep in mind as this series goes on, I, the game did get out of hand in the second half, and even before halftime, right. but I do think when you look at this thing, it's going to live in the range of 8 to 12 points, I think, a lot in terms of differential, but with the Warriors ahead, but it's going to feel like they should be up more or they are up more because the Spurs are struggling to score. So an eight or a twelve point lead is almost like having a twenty point lead against the Spurs and eventually the dam breaks. And that may be more difficult for the Warriors to do without Stephen Curry. But eventually they just have too many <laughs> weapons to where I see a lot of these I, I see a lot of these games being similar. To where the lead is 8-12 to 12 and you go, wow, it should be more, but yet the Warriors are in complete control. You know, we didn't play in the NBA, but
3: <gasps> we've kind of played at a high level and you know what it's like when you can't beat a certain team,
5: Yeah, right? I, I sure. I mean, Stein.
3: that's – Steiny. I mean, you, 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 you're <laughs> playing in college and you're going up against somebody and you just realize – I so I, I, it has to be pretty demoralizing because you, you're looking around your group and you're, you see the other group and Matt, I mean – you know you're
4: not going to beat these guys. Well, you're basically right, but you have to believe that you can beat them if you play your best game that you're capable of playing. Can they do that four times? I mean, they got to try to win a game first. That's the first thing they have to try to do. I will say this. J.D. and I were texting during the game, and there was a point in the second quarter where I said to him – I think it was after I said, you know, the Spurs have no chance." Uh, but I did say to him, "You know, I will say this, it feels like the Warriors are up 42 to 19 when, when you looked up, they were only up 35, 26 or something like that. And that's a commonality that the Spurs have with the Utah jazz. They, the crowd's into it. it looks like, it feels like a blowout, but you know what? They're only up nine. Those teams have a way of, even when the Warriors are on a big run, it's not as big as a really, really special Warriors run.
0: And it also doesn't mean, Townie, that you're going to win the game. Exactly. And I think that's where, when I look at this being a sweep, or when I jokingly say Warriors in two, it's because I see a lot of halves in this series be exactly like the first half, where you add it up at the end of the first half, and you know the Warriors are up, that's eh, 16, I guess, but it's anywhere in that 8 to 12 range. But you feel like they're in much greater
5: control. And Kevin Durant didn't even go off. He didn't even have that, uh, that super mega star game. And they still suffocated the San Antonio Spurs. And when you have – it's levels to this. You know, the great Meek Mill said that. It's levels to this. And the Warriors didn't even – this was a 7 on a scale of 1 to 10 for me for Golden State Warrior basketball in the playoffs. And I just don't see how – Popovich can, you know, institute some sort of uh, plan to where the Spurs get a game. J.D., this is over in three more games, 12 more quarters. The one
0: thing I will say to Matt's point, and Matt I think is he's thinking like a coach in this thing, is Steve Kerr did reference the fact that San Antonio got hammered going back when they played Houston last year in the second round of the playoffs. 30-point blowout, game one. San Antonio comes back and, and beats them four out of five and, and ends up winning that series and, and playing the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Now, Kawhi Leonard was playing for the most part right. in that up until the last couple of games. Uh, I, I just don't think that, that Spurs team was, was much better. They had a much better year last year. I don't I, I don't think that's going to happen. But, again, Steve Kerr, he was like, yeah, one game. we got to do it again.
4: Right. And the kind of thing we were talking about earlier – the game at halftime—it's a 16-point game. I—it's what 57-41. Spurs start out pretty well in the second half, and you look up and it's the third quarter, and it's 59-50. And I'm thinking, man, it's—I mean, this is—it's 59-50, and it doesn't even feel like the Spurs are in it. But boy, you know who knows? They get it. Clay hits a three. Yeah. <laughs> it's 12. They get three stops. It's back up to 16. It's—it almost felt effortless for the Warriors. It almost felt like maybe not necessarily they could score anytime time they wanted, but they clearly have the mindset they can get a stop anytime they want. It really feels like this. How about this stat, J.D.? Offensive rebounds for the San Antonio Spurs. Three. Three. Second chance points, zero. Paul not okay. one time did they miss a shot, get the rebound, and score. You cannot win a game like that if you shoot 40%. You might be able to win a game like that if you shoot 58, not 40.
3: Well, and you start to think, what kind of adjustments do you make? I mean, what can you do? They shot 40% from three, the Spurs did. they, 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 They were right with the Warriors in threes.
0: The one thing that I think you could see, and you saw it to start the second half, and I did ask Popovich once he softened a little bit. I said, you know, Rudy Gay played well for you. You started him in the second half. You know, you think that's something you can go to. He was very complimentary uh, of Rudy Gay. He, he said it was too soon, though, after the game. Yeah, isn't
4: that what he said? He said it was too soon game after just the ended. game. Game I don't just know.
0: ended. Game just ended. Yeah, it was too soon to. He he was complimentary toward Gay, but he said that he wasn't sure it was too soon after the game to make a decision on what he was going to do for the next game. They need somebody that could score. No doubt. Popovich alluded to that. So if you're thinking about this thing from a Warriors point of view, what are you looking for that you're going to get hit with from the Spurs angle? Mm. It could be, all right, Rudy Gay, who, you know, 15 points in a, in a blowout loss, both averages for his career about 15 points and blowout losses. Uh, he might be in that starting lineup for Kyle Anderson. Okay, well, then you can start exposing Rudy Gay on the other end because Rudy Gay can't guard anybody. So I think that opens the door for the Warriors to hit him on cuts, to hit him on some isolations. Let's see how he can handle uh, Kevin Durant. You know, Rudy Gay's long, but Rudy Gay doesn't like to really get in there and, and mix it up with anybody. So I, I think – Greg Popovich wants to go that route. I think the Warriors can easily counter it and take advantage of Rudy Gay's presence on the floor if Rudy Gay's going to be out there for more than the 22 minutes he played today.
4: Yeah, and you know the one thing about Popovich and it's not it's not a criticism of him, but I can't I never think of Popovich without thinking of Don Nelson because Popovich learned under Don Nelson. And there's just something about Popovich's demeanor when he when he knows deep inside he, he doesn't have a team that can beat you. He just he's he wasn't in a bad mood. He's not ornery. I mean, he was his he was kind of a tool he like he fake. always is. But yeah. but it wasn't a nastiness. I mean, like he knows. He knows. Don Nelson knew when he couldn't beat another team. He knew it. And Greg Popovich does too. For example, last year, after they lost game one, he, was, he knew. He knew after they lost Kawhi they had no chance. And the next day when he ripped Pachulia, that's when I really think it hit him. After the game, he did what he did, slept on it overnight, realized, well, now we have no chance so I'm going to go after Pachulia because I can't stand that guy, and he's done it more than once. But in essence, the, he knew the series ended when when Kawhi Leonard got hurt last year.
5: Yeah,
0: I, I think there's no doubt about it. And look, I mean, this team isn't as talented as that team was. No, not
4: even close.
0: And, you know, Jonathan Simmons is a guy that, that moved on to Orlando who bothered the Warriors at, at different points. But Rudy Gay is essentially in the Jonathan Simmons spot now uh, on the team. Tony Parker is back. Uh, but I just think you look at it, if the Warriors are playing the way the Warriors are capable of playing, and that was, uh, they uh, they answered every question to me. You know, we we, were, we asked, well, who's going to start at center? It was JaVale. He was sensational early on in the game. He helped set the tone. How is Quinn Cook going to play if Quinn Cook gets the start at point guard? Well, they took that completely out of the equation by putting Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup at point guard. You take pressure off of Quinn Cook, you start the best possible defensive lineup you can, you set a tone not only for this game but for the remainder of the playoffs that this is how we're going to have to play championship level defense so that question was answered would they be engaged obvious question answered Uh, how would they operate with kevin durant being the focal point of the offense kevin durant has himself a, a real nice 24 point game he's efficient clay thompson efficient knocking down every shot in the flow of the offense nothing forced the Warriors answered every single question if you had a checklist that you wrote down on a sheet of paper before game one as far as what you wanted to see.
3: And one thing that probably wouldn't be on your checklist is points in the paint where they dominated 34-22. to 22.
5: They showed the championship pedigree today. Forget who they played. Forget the Spurs. This was about the Warriors slotted in the number two spot for the last two to three weeks. Warrior fans were getting a little nervous. What's going on? And just like J.D. echoed, I agree with every sentiment he just said. They answered the bell. They were dominant. They still have the domino of Steph Curry, who, who will come back the next round. And right now, this Saturday evening, Warrior fans need to rejoice, enjoy this one, and they get after it Monday because I was a little nervous. You sensed the trepidation. I was like, I don't know, but we saw the real Warriors today.
4: The other thing is the only way the Spurs have a chance is if they're role players – contribute the problem is is now there's a track record that the Spurs role players can't really contribute on a consistent base against the Warriors Patty Mills has now been no factor against the Warriors in any of the games this year and now it's five Patty Mills is the kind of an X factor for the Spurs when Patty Mills can get you 18 on 8 of 14 and 3 for 5 from 3 you know what the Spurs are a heck of a lot better but when he can't score, and now he's out on the floor having to defend either Iguodala or Clay Thompson, well, now you're, you're just swimming in mud if you're, if you're the San Antonio Spurs because now he's not giving you anything offensively, and you already know you're probably going to pay the price at the other end. So they're not – they're asking for so much out of so many players and they need them to all do it the same game. And then if that happens – then they needed to do. to happen three more times, and I just can't see that happening realistically.
3: Warriors with the win, one thirteen to ninety two. It's Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steimetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and John Dickinson is with us from the locker room. Uh, Javale McGee a season high fifteen points tonight, and he got the start.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know roller coaster type season for Javale, and he was asked about that in the post game press conference. Just the fact that. And his name was, was floated around in, in some of the, the trade rumors. Was there a role for him on this team? And I think you see as things go on and get into the playoffs how there really is a role for every one of these big men. You know, And JaVale McGee alluded to the fact that he stayed ready. He knows he's going to be the starter right now. And he even made a point to reference the next series. That might not be the case, depending upon whoever they're playing. Cavant Looney's a guy that, can play some power forward, can play some center. Clearly the Warriors have a lot of confidence in him at, at both of those spots. Uh, Zaza Pachulia didn't get in there as far as you know any meaningful time. We thought maybe he could start, so they've still got a lot of options. But I, I think one of the other keys in this thing uh, today was just the way Steve Kerr altered the rotation a little bit, too. I mean, you saw David West in the game in the first quarter. You saw Sean Livingston in earlier. You saw a guy like Nick Young not play at all until the game was completely decided. I would kind of wondered, would it even be possible for the Warriors to have enough, you know, they didn't have enough minutes, fill enough minutes without having a Nick Young or somebody play some of them. Well, they figured it out.
4: Well, the other thing, too, is... Zaza Pachulia. All right, he doesn't play tonight. All right, well, I guarantee you he's upset. But there's a difference between being upset and checking out. And this is where I don't know if it's that the Warriors have acquired certain kind of veterans or that once the the players get here, they buy into the system. But JaVale McGee has had many chances to check out. But for some reason... And I'm sure JaVale McGee was, has not been happy with his playing time this year. But you know what? The minute he gets 16 minutes, he's he's ready to play. And so Zaza Pachulia, it's so easy to discard him and say, well, look, he didn't play. He's the, Zaza Pachulia's going to play at some point in the postseason. And I'll bet you if the Warriors win it all, We'll look back at a portion of the postseason and say, you know what, Pachulia helped them in this series or this stretch of games. And when it's all said and done, if that happens, I guarantee we'll go up and down the roster and say that about 10 or 11 players.
0: And one quick thing here, too, you look at Iguodala and you look at a guy like Sean Livingston, the Warriors did all this and the game was a blowout. So you look at Iguodala, he plays 23 minutes. You look at Sean Livingston, he plays 20 minutes. It's right around, and in Iguodala's case, probably even less than the Warriors would want to play him overall. And now you get a day tomorrow, a practice day, and you're back at it on Monday night before a couple of more days. The Warriors were able to shorten the rotation and still – not overtax anybody, which I think is key for the big picture here. We're going to have the play of the
3: game, the stop of the game, and you'll, we'll hear from Clay and Javel as we roll on right here. It's Warriors Wrap-Up from the Crown Royal Club after a big win in Game 1 over the San Antonio Spurs, 113-92 Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95 7, The Game. It is time for the play of the game brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Anderson makes his move, blocked by Looney. He just took the ball right to him. Livingston avoids for him from the backcourt. Bounce, pass. no, feeds Draymond. Draymond out to Clay. He'll fire for three. Got it! It wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Now, the play of the game. But you also need the stop of the game. The big stop on defense and the stop of the game is brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Ginobili with the dribble, working on Durant, throws a lob pass to Aldridge, low right, left-hand dribble to the box. Baseline, pump it, pump it, goes up, blocked by McKee, knocked it away. There you go. And, you know, a guy who had a huge game tonight and needed to have a big game because when Steph Curry's out, Clay Thompson needs to step up, and we got to see that tonight.
0: We did, 11-13, 5-6 from three. It was just as efficient as he could possibly be. And, and look, I mean, who's got to step up and, and fill the void offensively with – Stephen Curry out. It's the other two scores, and the other two scores are Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. And you look at it, and it's Clay 27 on 13 shots, and it's Kevin Durant 24 on 17 shots. It's just – that's exactly what you need. You do that, and you play the level of defense the Warriors played, this series is going to be over quickly. I'll
4: take it a step further. McGee played pretty well. Guys helped him off the bench. But let's be honest, this game was won by their big three. It was Durant, who was very good. It was Clay who was great. And Draymond was great tonight. Two rebounds from a triple-double. Yeah, so they have, they have their three best players all play very well. Well, then, if you, it, first of all, I think if they have those three guys play very well, they're going to win regardless. But then you get
5: some people chipping in, and that's why I think it's a 20-point ball game. And it's all about the Golden State Warriors, fellas. We're rooting for the Warriors. We're the home of the Warriors. But I, I, I got to be honest. I, I was just – and I still am disappointed in the, in the effort and what San Antonio brought because I will drive home tonight wondering is the dominant performance from the Golden State Warriors 100% they hit the switch or the fact that they're playing the lethargic San Antonio Spurs. So as we progress through these playoffs and, and they get past this series, because they will, you know, those questions will be answered. Here's Clay Thompson after the game
3: talking about how important it was to get the defense going without Steph Curry.
7: Well, with Steph out, the game's not going to be as free-flowing, so it's going to be a little more methodical. And with our team, our defense slipped a little bit in the regular season, but... Our intensity was so great tonight, and our focus was there. When that, those two things are there, and we communicate, we're almost impossible to score on. And we um, did a great job, obviously, holding them to 40% from the field. And we got so many guys who are versatile enough to play, guard every position. That's our biggest strength. And uh can't be complacent, though. It can't be satisfied. It's just one game, and we know the Spurs are going to come out and make adjustments for Monday. Clay, when you look at the box score and see you were 11 for 13, do you wish you'd gotten a few more shots up or are you just happy with the efficiency? Um, no, I'm very happy. If you we win by 21 every game and I get 10 shots or 4 shots, who cares?
6: Clay, did you guys feel a specific urgency to to make a statement in the in game 1 considering the way the regular season ended? I mean Absolutely.
7: I mean we, we want to make a statement game 2 as well. I mean uh We did not end the season on a high note we kind of hobbled into the playoffs but we know how talented we are we know how good we are we've been here before in the postseason we know what it takes to win so like i said before as long as our intensity and our you know communication is up to par we're really hard to beat and that's what we want to do for the rest of the series the decision to start
4: andre
5: obviously worked but when you first heard that Andre was going to start today, what went through your mind? What, what were your thoughts about that move? Because most of us thought it was kind of a curveball.
7: Yeah, well, um, Andre gives us so much on both ends, especially the defensive end, his ability to guard every position. He's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. And uh, our ability to switch, I think, disrupted them. I know they'll make adjustments Monday, but we were able to, you know, clog the lane, get back to shooters, and Andre initiates that at the point guard position and um, he's such a great glue glue guy, can literally do everything, whether it's get the ball off the board and lead the fast break or knock down an open three. He he was huge for us tonight. Uh, He only took four shots, but um, his intangibles and his rebounding as well as his playmaking were were great. Clay, the other big question coming into the game was who was gonna start at center? JaVale got the nod there. Just what Mm -hmm. can you say about what JaVale brought? I mean, JaVale, is a great threat at the rim. That might be the best playoff game he's ever played. He was a phenomenal night on both ends. Um, He was just such a great presence at the rim on offense and defense, disrupting shots as well as finishing shots. So uh, hopefully he comes with the same mindset Monday, and if he does, we'll be in in great shape. Hey, Clay, you've had so many games like this where you shoot the ball well even when you don't have the ball necessarily for a long time with catch and shoot. What's kind of the the science of being able to perfect that so well consistently? Not caring about your stats. It's that simple. And if you just focus and play free-minded, you're going to knock down shots just because you don't overthink it. You don't um, second-guess yourself. And that's what I've come to this point in my career. I just want to win. Clay, on defense, uh, JaVale obviously was a force tonight. Is he, uh, communication is a big part of your guys' defense, talking and and letting each other know. Is he a a big part of that, or is he just kind of a quiet guy who does what he's supposed to do? No, he's great at communicating. He's gotten a lot better at it. Obviously, he's not as loud as Draymond, but um, he is, uh, I trust having JaVale there in the pick and roll. He's gotten so much better at it throughout these two years I've played with him, and he's still got room to grow, which is scary for you, um, today you were really patient. Is sometimes in
4: game one to postseason, guys get keyed up and they want to get something going early on. Do you have to tell yourself to be patient a little bit, or does that just something that's natural? I and mean, how that process work for you? Because it was evident.
7: Yeah, I think it's kind of be natural. I'm very lucky. This is my sixth straight postseason, so I've been through it before. I mean, I did have jitters last night because I was so excited to be here. But um, yeah, it helps me have the experience, and we have a very experienced team in this part of the year, so. I trust everyone in that locker room as well as myself.
0: I love that.
3: Yeah, it's a playoffs. you got jitters. It all starts. I mean, you you think about what these guys went through in the off season, and you think about starting the season again with the target on you, and you go through all these months of playing basketball and traveling all around the country, and then, okay, everybody gets their seed, and then here we go, trying to win the championship again. And you know if you win this championship – You cement yourself as a dynasty. You win three out of four in modern-day sports. You you, you get the dynasty label.
0: Well, and the thing to me, my favorite part of that whole four minutes we listened to of Clay was when he was asked if they were trying to make a statement in game one, and he immediately said, we want to make a statement in game two. It's on to the next. Mm. It's consistency. It's putting that one behind you and saying – to win the championship, you got to do it three more times in this series and 15 more times total just like you did today with the effort. The result may not always be there. It certainly won't be as easy as it was today, but it's that kind of effort
5: that will win a championship for this group he let the game come to him it was three minutes left in the first quarter before he took his first shot clay thompson i was a little worried i was like is he getting d'd up but he was patient let the game come to him and ended up with 27 points man you couldn't ask for anything anything else better townie you were a big time pitcher in college right no but so when you the (laughs)
4: night the night the The older i get the better i get Either the night before the game or the day you pitched, I guarantee you had, for a big game, you had butterflies.
3: Oh, I, there was always that anticipation going to bed. There was always getting
4: to the yard. There was always walking down to warm up. And you know what that means? It, it means you were taking it seriously. It meant something. And it meant something. Yeah. If you don't have those, mm. that means it's, it's just another game, just another pickup game. So even at the, even at this level, Clay Thompson – and probably a lot of his teammates were like, "All right, let's go." And when the Warriors say "Let's go," and they haven't played well in a while, even that, they probably went to bed saying, "You know, we got it. We got to play well. We got to play well."
3: How do you think San Antonio is going to feel going to bed
0: on Sunday night? I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Do they? I think Manu's going to bed over match. I think Popovich is going to bed oh, knowing Popovich, they don't have a chance. Popovich He'd probably. Be probably the local winery, huh?
4: I'm not sure Popovich will think about the Warriors till Monday at about 5.30 p.m. Because he knows they can't win. He's checked out.
3: I mean, I'm just looking at it right here. I went to the roster. It's sad. LaMarcus Aldridge, 32. Paul Gasol, 37. Oof. Rudy Gay, 31. Danny Green, 30. Tony Parker, 35.
4: Manu Ginobili, 40. Well, all you got to do is plunk one player into the middle of that, and they're a completely different (laughs) team. And his name's Kawhi Leonard because he's one of the best players in the NBA. You're right, though. You take him off this team, and you look, and it's really – an indication of how great a player he is when he's healthy because he's a great player. We saw it last year firsthand. They're up 25. He got hurt. They lost the game. They weren't a factor anymore in that series. Would they have beaten the Warriors with Kawhi the whole time? I don't know. I think it's easy to say probably not, but who knows? Point is, they were hammering the Warriors. Last time these two teams played and Kawhi Leonard played, the Warriors
5: were getting hammered. Up 25. The uh, Spurs were up 25. They called me naive. The only drama left in this series is come Monday, uh, game three, whenever that is in San Antonio, J.D., to see if Kawhi can come back. That's all the Spurs have left. This, The air was let out the room of uh, this building. And I got to tell you, there's a part of me saying, why haven't they ruled him out? Does he pull the Willis Reed? If it's not Monday – imagine if he comes on that floor in San Antonio for game three. But why would he risk his career or whatever's ailing J.D.? But that's all the drama left in this baby year.
0: Well, and to me, I, I just wonder how effective he could even be if he decided to do that. I, I mean, and, and the Spurs allowed him to do it. I mean, how effective can he be? Not playing, playing nine games all year long. And I think, you know, if you're close enough to being able to play Thursday, why wouldn't you be playing today or why so. wouldn't you have played the last three or four games of the regular season just to see where you're at before deciding whether you want to shut it down or not. So I just – I don't think there's a whole lot he can do because if he could, he would have already been doing
4: it. I, I agree. And I, I also think – I think we've reached – well, look, I should feel guilty just guessing – but everybody's guessing when it comes to the Spurs. Not even their beat writers know what's going on. But I, I'd be willing to bet that Popovich probably told him, don't even bother coming back this year. Yeah,
0: guys, get I mean, it right. We'll talk to you next yeah, year. And, oh, by it, the
4: way, get, he's gone. Get it right, wink, wink.
0: Yeah, get it right. We'll talk to you in training camp. And, oh, by the way, we're going to ship you somewhere yeah. else before that happens. Exactly. We I hope all, you
3: like Charlotte. We've all been around this a long time. When have you ever <laughs> – No one knows where he is. Well, I mean, maybe maybe inside, inside, but as you said, Matt, beat writers, people covering the team, we don't even know what state he's in, and you want me to believe that all of a sudden he's going to pop up in a uniform
4: and go, all right, everybody, let's go. Well, John and I have a favorite writer, Frank Isola from New York. uh And, you know, he brought up a point, and maybe it's an easy point to make, but what if LeBron James were hurt? His he was cleared by the team, but his doctor said no. They went to the playoffs, he wasn't playing. But he wasn't even with the team. You don't think LeBron James would absolutely be getting killed right now in the media or even this, Durant. Oh, what if Kevin Durant was cleared by Chelsea Lane and the staff, but Durant said, "You know what? I I'm Public still enemy not number
5: one, Matt. But oh, ca- my gosh. I mean, Kawhi's Ka- demeanor is what's helping him no in doubt. this instance. No The doubt. quiet guy. He was supposed to be a spur for life. Well,
3: and it's also their market. San yes. Antonio, even though it's, what, the fourth largest city in the country population-wise, is a very small media market. This wouldn't be happening to somebody who plays for the Lakers. This wouldn't be happening to somebody who plays for the Warriors or the Bulls. Throw Mavericks in Celtics, there, Knicks. Celtics, Philly. I mean, the bigger media market. They're in this market that only has a couple beat writers. And that's one of the things Popovich has always been the big fish in the small pond. Well, These guys have all kind of just done their own little thing down in San Antonio. Here's
0: the other thing with that. The Spurs are the only team that can give Kawhi Leonard the supermax mm-hmm. because he's there. Yeah he was their pick you know, and they traded for him obviously but they had his draft rights like the Warriors had Stephen Curry's draft rights and they just gave him the super max the over 200 million dollar extra year maximum contract Spurs are the only team that can do that for him so if Kawhi Leonard is not in good standing with the San Antonio Spurs based on the way this year has all played out the Spurs literally hold the key between a two hundred and five million dollar contract and a hundred and forty or fifty million dollar contract, right. and you may be saying, "So what?" Hey, Guru, you may be about to tell me, "So uh, what?" But the Spurs have that's the a lot key of money, Guru, to to put <laughs> six. 60 million plus back on the table for him and
5: not let him get it. Now, you are correct, but when you hear that he's not happy with his shoe deal and that San Antonio is what ails Kawhi from getting that big shoe money with Michael Jordan, and then you hear about the uncle taking over the business or, you know, being his PR guy, you start to scratch your head like, is he being brainwashed? But I will tell you this, his demeanor has helped him up into this juncture, but people are starting to question Kawhi Leonard as if, did we know the real Kawhi and why the hell are you not on the hardwood well I I don't want to overreact but with all this that we're
3: talking about with Kawhi and then I mentioned all the ages you mentioned Popovich's age you mentioned the players age this could be you know they made the playoffs for the 21st time which is incredible but this could be starting to look at the end of this great run of the San Antonio Spurs
0: yeah, and it depends on what they get if they end up trading Kawhi Leonard, and it depends on whether Popovich wants to, to keep coaching or not, uh, which I think all that remains to be seen. I mean, I,
4: before, I, before you got up here, I said, you know, I, my hot take of hot takes would be he quits <laughs> at the end of the year. Popovich.
0: I be, could see that, but I think Popovich also knows that the money's
4: really but good. But that's true. That is true. And, and he's going to be the Olympic know, coach. That, actually, that's that's the big thing.
5: But you don't, ha- you no, don't have to nugget. be – you don't, have no, to, you don't have to be. You don't be. have to be active to be the Olympic You don't coach. have to be. But be does he strike you as a guy that's so bitter? You talk about him being euphoria, happy, and go happy-go-lucky with the media during down, quote-unquote down times that he would walk away? He doesn't seem like he's in disgust. Well, or, you know why I think he'd walk away or could walk away is if, okay, before
4: last season, Popovich had to meet with LaMarcus Aldridge, and he said, you know, I wasn't coaching LaMarcus the right way. First of all, I can't imagine Popovich saying that 15 years ago. So I believe on the heels of that, if he knows that Kawhi Leonard is the problem with – Kawhi Leonard's got a problem with him, I could see Popovich saying, yeah, I'm done. Kind of like Nelly in a way. Just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. If he doesn't – I don't need to coach that guy anymore. You know what, R.C., Keep him here. You don't have to trade him. I'll leave. I could see Popovich doing something like that. If he really thinks that Kawhi is trying to stick it to him, I could.
3: And there is a time, I mean, he obviously has different interest. There, There is a time where you just go, I'm good. Yeah. And now I'm going to, you know, hang out in Napa and I can travel anywhere if I want to go
5: to the, some vineyard or something. But where would France the turmoil or? have started? We saw him here la- did up 25 in a playoff game. He got hurt. He got hurt again. I just wonder where that turmoil or, dis- you know, disdain would be with Popovich. Why would he th- – because he hasn't come back? That would be new. But by all accounts, everything was all good. A match made in heaven. Hey. Things change when you come
3: out of college and you're just the kid who was playing at San Diego State down at Cox oh. Arena where you got into the tournament under Fisher. <laughs> and you're kind of <laughs> feeling Steve. good. And then next thing you know, you're a millionaire. And next thing you know, you got a lot. I mean, things change for these young kids as they start getting stardom and money. Things change. We see it in sports. It happens. And it's just going to be... It's going to be unfortunate that this group, and I think the thing that I feel bad for this group, is that you've got these guys that have been through it so much. You think of all the times they have battled in the postseason. When you think of Parker and Ginobili, you think of these guys. I mean, Gasol, what he did not with them, but with the Lakers. And these guys have played so hard and won so much. And, you know, one last ride, give me one last ride, and the guy that was supposed to be the bus driver didn't want to get on the ride with him.
5: Yeah, it's tough. JD, do you wonder if he, if Kawhi knows he can't be the Kawhi Leonard that? we've known and we're accustomed to? Maybe there's a little if he's afraid to come back and show that we've seen injuries rob the best of athletes of of their stardom and their prime. What if something's going on with Kawhi to where he knows he can't be that same guy but we all in the media talk about him like he's going to come back 110%. What if he's 79 and he knows that maybe that's what's slowing him and keeping him off the hardwood? I think he probably
0: believes he can come back and be 100%. He just can't can come back and be 100% without a couple of more months mm. to make absolutely 100% sure. I'm and eager I, to see I, it and man. I think a lot of this too is I mean we talk about this all the time with the Warriors in terms of how guys have gotten paid or are about to get paid. Well, Kawhi Leonard is about to get paid in a large in large form. I mean so I think he's trying to protect himself wow. from re ah. something even in a playoff game that costs him 60 70 80 million dollars in total money
3: over a, a long-term period before we get out of here here's Draymond Green addressing all the haters
5: we're a championship ball club you know we know what it takes this time of year in order to win and you know we want to get back to that regardless of what everyone's saying the Warriors have lost it they're not together they can't win without Steph they're not the same team Blase, 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 blah, blah, blah. You know, we know who we're capable of. And so, you know, there's been games that we've won without Steph. Uh series. Same as Kevin. Uh myself. You know, we've won games without myself. We won games without Clay. we won games without our head coach. You know, and so, you know, we're prime for this. And I think a lot of people have tended to forgot uh what we're capable of. We know, and we're gonna show that.
4: It's true. They've no. won without everybody. It is true, but you know what's not true? Is nobody said the Warriors stunk. Yeah. Nobody said the Warriors aren't good. The only thing that's, been, that's happened is people have, have observed they haven't played well the last three or four weeks, mm. and that they better get things going, otherwise they're in trouble. So now they get things going, and if you brought up the fact that they haven't been playing well, you're a hater? Come on now. Well, and But I, I understand they try to find their own motivation. I get that.
0: And I also think that it's a situation where – you look at it, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and maybe they weren't getting the benefit of the doubt. It, it, to me, because I've said this over and over. Matt's sick of hearing me say it because I've said it for four months because it feels like we've been talking about it for four months. The Warriors deserve the benefit of the doubt that they would get it together until they lost a playoff game, until they went down 0-1 in a series, until they got down 2-1 on the road, and it was a little bit of trouble, and maybe Curry's not coming back.
4: So, What about 1-1?
0: 1-1 going on the roads, tr- that's trouble without Curry. Yeah. They lose Monday. I think it, the whole – the whole they lose Monday and look like the team that they were in April and the end of March. Oh, that'd be tragic. Immediately everything changes. Yeah. Immediately everything changes. That's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not impossible right. that it that it doesn't
3: happen. You know when you never panic is when you have Arlo. Because when you have Arlo, you have the ultimate security, Matt Steinmetz. You don't have to tell me. And you can check Arlo.com. That's Arlo.com. Because whether it's the regular season or the postseason, you're always covered by Arlo. Smart home security cameras and 1080p HD is the best you can find. Arlo has seven days of free cloud storage for your recordings. The two-way talk. You can talk to anybody. If they can't be your door right now. You could talk to people at your front door from Oracle Arena. Find out why you're at my front door.
4: Tony, we've been doing this all year, and I'm as impressed now as I was day one. Great product, Arlo. Still a big part of my life and my family's life. You can check it
3: out also at Best Buy. So go to Arlo.com or Best Buy. That's going to do it from Oracle Arena. Warriors with the big win, 113-92. to 92.